0: Aren't you glad for the blessings, aren't you glad, like I said in the beginning when I was praying, they just came out of me, aren't you glad you know who you are, you know where you're going, and you know why you're here, amen, you know, when, when, when Brendan and I were tearing out the trees out here uh, and stuff. You know, he, he just graduated from college, and so we were talking about things, and and he shared, and he made a cr- tremendous statement about people. He said, because most of now with college and stuff, when you ask people about truth, they'll tell you, "Well, this is my truth. This is my truth," because there's no absolute truth, because they make up their own rules. <laughs> Amen. So that's what they do. They so, say, well, this is my truth. And I, and I was so sh- shocked, and we were talking about things, and it was such a blessing to, to hear it from a young guy, to hear that they being right there with what people are saying and doing, and, and to, to hear the, the, the craziness of it, but it's because we have a world that tells them there is no absolute truth. Amen? Now, how many of you know you can't think in, in line with the world because they don't believe there is a lawgiver? They don't believe there is a God, so they can't have faith to have faith in God if they don't believe there is one. And even though they'll tell you, "Yeah, I believe in God," but they don't believe that God's a lawgiver. I know a lot of Christians that don't believe God's a lawgiver. They don't believe that God, God, and of course when you say that, people say, oh you think of You think of the Ten Commandments, uh, but God set down laws in the Word of God so that we know how to act, how to walk, how to talk, how to be who we're supposed to be, and most of the time, most people don't know who they are. They really don't. They don't know who they are. That's why they're searching for their own identity. God made them one way. They're trying to change that way because they think they're supposed to be something different because they're wanting to be noticed, Amen. And how many of you know everybody has a hunger and a desire to be accepted? Everybody wants everybody to like them. They really do. They want to be accepted. They want to know that that, that their life has purpose. You remember what I said? You know who you are. You know where you're going. And you know why you're here. Now, if I ask you that question, most of you would not be able to tell me that. (sighs) But that's why we have a world in chaos is because the church... Hasn't known who they are, even, and what they have. You know, I was going to title this, you know, the Popeye sermon. Mm-hmm. But I titled it "I Am What I Am." Okay, you remember what Popeye said? "I am's what I am's that what I am's." So you know, uh, the key is we need to know. And of course, he got that; they got that whole thing from the from the Bible. There in 1 Corinthians, if you want to turn in your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter uh, uh, 15 there and look at verse 10. Hallelujah. (laughs) Because here's what we need to understand. And many times we look at things and we look at it as a ah instead of a ah. Most people look at it as an oh me. Instead of a, ah, me. I'll, I'll, the whole way of different way of doing things. Here in First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, Paul said that. He said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me. Amen? Paul said, I am what I am. Did you know that Jesus, when he came to the earth, Not one time did he say, I will. He said, I am. Even though when when I say one time, will, he said it was his will to heal, nothing. But about himself, do you know about himself? He never said, I will do this about me. He always said, I am. This is who I am. Now, you know the devil, the devil always says, I will. I will, I will, I will. You know, in Isaiah, when you read about the devil that's fallen, you read about what's taking place, and you look in there, there's five times, there's five times I will. In fact, I'm going to read that to you. I wrote it down in my notes here, but this is in Isaiah 14, verses 12 through 15, because I want you to understand the contrast between what the devil is saying, what the world is saying, because you've got to connect the world with the devil. You have to, because that's the thought process they have. I don't care if they're wonderful, sweet, nice people. They're wonderful, sweet, nice sinners, okay? Nice sinners, you know? But they need Jesus, and that's the problem is is that they have their own truth and don't know the truth. truth. Do you guys know there is a truth? There is a truth. There is truth. Not the truth. There is truth, and believe it or not, you're supposed to know the truth and be so bold about the truth that you're ready to die for the truth. Amen. Here it says in, in Isaiah fourteen twelve through fifteen says, "How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, you you who weaken the nations? For you have set in your heart." I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol and to the lowest depths of the pit. Amen. He said, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. Five times he's like, I will, I will. You know, Jesus, here's what Jesus said. This is just out of the book of John. I could have gone a lot of other things, but I'm going to give you, you know, 14 times Jesus said something about himself. You ready? Because I'm going to take off. probably going to preach today. Get a little excited. Hallelujah. You know, we've we had two weeks and two things have taken place because God wants to know the church to know who they are and what they have, you know, because here it is. When you know who Jesus is, Jesus said, I am, and because he am, we is. No, that's not good English, but because Jesus is, we are. Amen. And if we are, then we have some things. And then if we have some things, we can know some things. Then we can do some things. Amen? So we got to get to the doing part of it. And the only reason we're going to get to the doing part is the knowing part. But if we don't know what we have and we don't know who we are, we're in trouble. And the reason God shares these things with us is so that we can make the, the world jealous and Satan and all the demons jealous because we got everything Satan wanted. You do realize that we got to ascend to heaven, that we get to sit in the mount of the congregations, that we get to ascend to the heights of the clouds, that we get to be like the most high God. Amen? We're seated at the right hand of the Father. We got everything He wanted. We got. That's why He hates you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the funny thing about it, we didn't even try. We just accepted Jesus because He did everything. Amen? Are you ready? Hang on, I'm just gonna go real fast, so don't know if you're taking notes, God bless you. All right. Praise God. John 6, 35, 48, and 51 says, I am the bread of life. John 8, 58 says, Before Abraham was, I am. Hallelujah. John 9, 30, or 9, 5 says, I am the light of the world. John 10, 7, and 9 says, I am the door of the sheep. John 10, 11 says, I am the good shepherd. John 10, 36 says, I am the son of God. Aren't you glad he proclaimed it? Glory to God. John 10, 38 says, I, That the Father is in me, and I am in him. Hallelujah. And I am him. Amen. John eleven twenty five 25 says, I am the re- resurrection and the life. John 13, 13 says, you call me master and Lord. You say that very well. For so I am. John 14, 6, which all of us know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father except through me. Amen? John 14, 10, 11 says, I am in the Father. John 15, 1 through 5 says, I am the true vine. All through those verses there. And then in Revelation, he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning, and I am the end. Glory to God. I am he who is, and he who was, and he is to come. I am the Almighty amen he goes on down farther and says i am the first and i am the last hallelujah glory i'm the one that was alive and was dead and now i'm alive again amen, amen. hallelujah he is our all and all he said i am and if he is then we are amen, amen. Go, go to first john chapter four if you would with me just go to first john I, I started going to take off there but i thought you know what i'm gonna let you see one more scripture before i take off <laughs> someone says where are you going who knows hallelujah because I want you to understand something. We've got to stand up and know where we're at. Yes, there's chaos. Yes, there's difficulty. Yes, there's craziness. And it looks like the devil's, you know, winning in a lot of areas. But glory to God, he's not winning. Hallelujah. He's the defeated foe. Amen. He's got, you know, there are things that take, but in our lives, we win. We've won because we're seated in Christ. Amen. And we, what we know, understand what we have, we always operate from a position of victory, telling the devil to take his hands off of things. We're an occupying army, which means we're going to continue that we are in authority. We're going to continue to occupy till Jesus comes. Amen? 1 John chapter 4, verse 17 says this. I'm reading out of the King James Version. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness. Amen? That we may have boldness in the day of judgment or the day of crisis. Now, this is a little, this last part, I just love this in the King James Version. Because as he is so are you in this world. Because as Jesus is, so are you in this world. Because as Jesus is, so are you in this world. Because Jesus said, I am, you is. Amen? Amen? See, Paul declared, John declared right here, Paul declares in his revelation knowledge and all through the epistles, that because of what Jesus did and who Jesus is, we are. Amen. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He's a new creation. Amen. You know, all this. Everybody still talks about. Well, I was born this way, or I'm born like this, or this is the way. It's like, listen. Yeah, we understand you're all messed up. Get born again, so you can get fixed. <laughs> We know your first birth is all crazy, but get born again, it'll change. That's not a cliche, that's an absolute truth. That is an absolute, absolute tr- truth. So if as Jesus is, so are we. So first of all, you're a new creature. I want you to know this. Number one, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You're a brand new species of being, something that never before existed. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you declare with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is, is your Lord and Savior and you acknowledge that to him, ask him to forgive you of your sins, you become a brand new creation in Christ. Your spirit is born again. The spirit of the living God comes and dwells within you. It recreates you. Hallelujah. You pass from death unto life. Hallelujah. It's no longer you that live, but it's Christ that lives in you. And the life that you now live in this flesh, you live by faith in the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. And the very next verse, because that's Galatians 2.20, but Galatians 2.21 says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. So many Christians are frustrating the grace of God in their lives because they're not walking as new creations. They don't know that they've been born again, that they've been changed. Hallelujah. That they don't have to yield to the old flesh. Amen. Amen. They don't have to do the things that they used to do. Glory to God. You're, you know, you're not a born-again sinner. Glory to God. You've been born again. You're totally changed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, you was ugly once, but now, glory to God. God's changed you. Amen. He goes on down in that same chapter of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 in verse 20 he says you are now my ambassador. Yes. You're an ambassador. You're, you're a representation of the Lord Jesus Christ here in the earth. Thank you for your overwhelming response because <laughs> nobody wants to be a representative. Nobody, I don't want to have that responsibility. I don't want to have that. You're going you're gonna to represent. You're representing. You're an ambassador. You're representing but you got, you got ambassador rights you got some privileges because you're an ambassador for what country? For you're an ambassador for as a citizen of heaven. You're an ambassador for Christ. How do, he's the one that's given you authority. He's the one that's behind you. Amen. You're representing him. We've got to represent Christ. We've got to represent what he does, what he is, and who he is. Amen. Hallelujah. Here's the crazy thing about it. I mean, I mean, let's go over to Romans chapter eight. Just go to Romans chapter eight. You know, when we read this all the time, we kind of go, isn't that cool? Isn't that nice? But let's look at it. Come on. And let's just think about how crazy the world thinks we are. I'm just so excited that they're finally catching up to how crazy we really are. And now they're thinking, oh, they're, those are dangerous. They're dangerous. Those folks are crazy. Okay. They think that they're new creatures. They think that they're ambassadors. Hallelujah. They think they can actually talk to God. And we can. We can. He's my father. He's not he's closer than anybody else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at Romans chapter 8. Now we look at Romans chapter 8. We quote this all the time. We think it's really good. Look at Romans chapter 8. Let's look at verse 14. There's one preacher used to always say, Do you wear your shouting clothes this morning? You know, we look at this and we see this, but listen, this is, you know, the word of the Lord. This, this, it's inspired by God. That's what the Holy Spirit wants us to get. But look what he says here in verse 14 For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You're not only an ambassador, you're a son and a daughter. You, you're a child of God. You're a son and a daughter. You've got some rights, you've got some privileges. You're in the family of God. Look, look what it says. Let's keep reading because it's just so good. For you've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Isn't the world trying to get you to get, well, you guys are just narrow minded. You're just this. Oh, you just, you know, you're missing out on all Look at this. You're just part of that. You've not received the spirit of bondage. What? Again to fear. Hallelujah. But you have received. It's a part of heaven. You gotta know who you are and you gotta know what you have. You have received, amen, the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Amen. Amen. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs and heirs of God. But not only heirs, we don't have a portion, we are joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him that we may be also glorified together. Amen. Look at verse 18. Verse 18 says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. If you think it's hard, it's so hard to be a Christian, it's so hard to live now. It's nothing compared to the glory that you're going to have in heaven, the glory that's going to be revealed, and the glory of us coming back down upon the earth and ruling and reigning with Jesus. Amen? Amen. Nothing compared. But we are the children of God. We are children of God. He said we are sons and daughters of God. We are different. We've got to act different. Amen? Amen? Because we are these things, then we can have some things. And people get mad at you about that. So well, who do you think you are? Who am I? I'm a born-again child of the King. I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I'm not the son of God. I'm not Jesus. But I've been adopted. I tell you what, this so blessed me when we, the first time that we know we had a little Taylor who's going to be 13 this year. But anyway, she was, when when Aaron and Jackie adopted uh, her, we got to go in there with the judge and that judge, he explained everything and it was was amazing. It was such a great, I mean, I tell you, I just got so, it was such a biblical principle of adoption because basically he said, you can disown every one of the kids you have naturally, but you can never, never disown her, never disinherit her. You can never disinherit her. You can never not have her in your will. She has to be in there. She no matter what, you got it. You can disinherit all of your natural kids. You can cut them out of the will. Didn't I mean didn't Israel get cut out? Come on, they got cut out on a lot of things. Messed up. I'm so glad they messed up, because then me and you got adopted in. And we can't get cut out. because God chose us. He wanted us and he can never change his mind. And I went through with Adam and Kelly and the five that they adopted and it was, it was still it was so cool. I thought, man, I love this because it reminded me of right here. I've been adopted into the family of God. Glory to God, I'm a joint heir. Not just an heir, I'm a joint heir because you know all those kids that you disinherited, they're still heirs. They just didn't get anything. But see, I'm a donary. You can't, I get to get everything. Come on, are you getting it? Are you understanding who you are? Who you are and what you have? See, we look at this and we see things that go, go go to Colossians chapter two. I'm on second page. I'm doing better than I thought I was going to (laughs) do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know if I'm doing you any good, but I am just thrilling me. (laughs) I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast. Sometimes you got to remind yourself. You got to remind yourself. Remember I said, we know who we are. We know where we're going and we know why we're here. Who are we? We We're children of God. We're, We're the child of God. We're sons and daughters of, uh, of the Most High. Amen. Lord, where are we going? We're headed to heaven for just seven years, and then we're all coming back for a thousand years. You know that. We're not going to be up there long. are going to get to all come back. How they rule and reign with Jesus? He's going to assign us all kind of assignments of what we do. And what we do down here determines what we do then. And so what we do, that's all the, the assignment. That's whether or not you're faithful in little things, you're going to be faithful in much. If you're, you know, being rulers here of these things here, he's going to make you ruler of more. And so what you do here determines. And, if, you know, that's we get up to the beam the seat of the Lord Jesus Christ. How And judges all of our works. Then we, he assigns us things. First of all, we have a seven-year party. So don't worry about that. You'll forget about <laughs> you'll be blessed. But anyways, here's the thing about it. That's just a quick synopsis of some things, okay? You know, don't cost you anything, all right? You're gonna get back over to here, you know, because when you know who you are, then you know what you have. And why are we here? We are here to show the devil and the world How great our God is. We are here to reach the lost. We are here from the great commission to go out and to cast out devils and to speak with new tongues and to destroy the authority and have authority over the enemy and to lay hands on the sick and see him recover. We are here to see that the fields are white and to harvest. We're here to reach out and to share the love of Jesus and to tell people, Hey, guess what? We've got hope. We've got a promise. We've got a blessing. We've got joy. We've got peace. Hallelujah. In the midst of all the chaos. We've got the answer. Here's the biggest thing what are we here for? To let everybody know the truth. We know the truth. It's amazing. Saying, Why do you know that? You know Because we've got the truth. Well, that, But we can discredit all the things. uh-uh, Because I've got the truth here. Because in this book tells me he's not going to just write it in words. He's going to write it on the tablet of my heart. Hallelujah! I know this. I was once lost and now I'm found. I was blind and now I see. Glory to God. I tasted and seen that the Lord is so good. And the word of God works. Hallelujah. It's too late for me. Because I'm, I'm joyful, I'm happy. Do you ever notice that everybody else who wants to have their own truth, they're miserable? You always have to ask them, how's that working for you? How many of you know that everybody out there's mad because you're happy, they're mad because you have truth, and they're mad because you don't agree with them, because you don't condone them? Amen, come on. People say you have to be tolerable. It's not about tolerable, because they're not. They're the most vicious. They're the most meanest. The world, no, when you disagree with the world, they get really upset. You know, the world's been disagreeing with me for all of my life. I have never got mad at them. I still love them. I'm still trying to reach them. Amen. It's never bothered me one bit for somebody to disagree with me. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm dumb. Tell me how crazy I'm. I say, praise God. I know that. <sighs> I know I'm not too smart. I know I'm pretty crazy. I know that, you know, hey, I don't know a lot of things. But I know one thing. I know Jesus. And I'm learning in his word and I am finding how to live this life, how to walk this life. And guess what? I'm having fun. I'm full of joy, full of peace. I'm thanking God for all the promises of God of what he's doing. So, yeah, I don't know a lot of things. I may be dumb, may be crazy, and all, but I'm a happy one. Are you there in Colossians? Good. Colossians chapter 2, verse 10. Some of you just keep drawing. It keeps me rabbit trails. It's not good. All right. Look at us back up. Let's back up to verse... Wow. I keep backing up. No, let's not back up. Let's just look at verse 10. Let's just take it as it is. You're trying to push me here. Look at verse chapter chapter 2 and verse 10. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. You are complete. Now, just take a moment. Take a moment and ask yourself, what does complete mean? What does completeness mean? If I'm complete, why am I so messed up? I knew that'd get a really holy hush. Because <laughs> I've asked myself, I say, Lord, I know this is true. I know this is true. Paul said it by the Spirit of God. You are complete in Him, and I'm in you, and I'm complete. Now, am I completely crazy? Am I completely this? Am I com- I said, so let's, let's talk about this. You know, what is that? Complete means you're whole. Doesn't mean that you've got everything together. Doesn't mean that you know everything. Doesn't mean that you have everything in the sense of what you're out here. It simply means I don't need anything else for life except him. And everything that he has, he has me. Now, I don't understand a lot of things. I'm not walking in a lot of things that I need to walk into. But me, me, the man on the inside is 100% complete. And it's a citizen of heaven. Hallelujah. And it's perfect before God. See, now that scares all of you when I say a word perfect. Yeah. You can't get any higher spiritually than you are right now if you're born again. You're seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus. We got everything that Satan wanted. He didn't get. We got through Christ, and he raised us up. We got all that. So we gotta, So we are complete. See, the problem is, is that most people, they're looking around and trying to fix me. I'm trying to, you can't ever fix you on the outside or your soulish realm or your flesh until you know that your spirit is the right one, and your spirit is right, and your spirit is perfect, and you know the truth, and this is truth. Amen? It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, all through Paul's epistles, he's trying to get everything to us. (laughs) You know, here's another scripture. This keeps coming up, too. What about Romans 8, you know, 28? For we know. This is in no. I'm getting ahead of myself, way ahead of myself, because we haven't even got to the have to the no. But anyways, for we know, what? That all things work together for the good. For we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. All things work together for the good. Everything in your life is going to work together for your good. You say, I don't understand how that can be. High. It's because you've got to believe that. How many you know that faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God? Without faith, it's impossible to walk with God. Without faith, it's impossible to receive the promises of God. Because you had to have faith to believe. When you even confessed your mouth, with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and got born again, you had to have faith to believe that what you were going to say, and what the words was, that was going to change your life. And then it changed you. It didn't change you until you did say, until you said, Lord Jesus, I take you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all of my sins. All of my sins. Amen. I believe that you came, that you lived, that you died for me. And so I receive you right now. Jesus, you're my Lord and Savior. Now he wasn't that until you said it. And then life came. Then things changed. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, we forget that. All right, can, let me give you one more for here before we get to the next one. Come on, we gotta hurry. You gotta start listening a little faster. Go over, <laughs> go over with you with me to First Peter. Go to First Peter chapter 2. <laughs> Now, for those of you that are here for the first time, just know I'm just teasing. I love these folks. They're dear, precious. We go back and forth. We do good. How do they? First Peter 2, 9 and 10. This is something you are. I'm trying to get you to know who you are, and then I want you to know what you have, and then I want you to know that you know that you know that you know. Because I'm tired of the enemy beating people up. I'm tired of the enemy robbing people of their rights and privileges. I'm tired of the enemy seeing people fall and walk away from God because they won't do what they're supposed to do because they've allowed the enemy to lie to them and say it doesn't work. I mean, I'd rather you cuss me out with every foul language you have than to come up and tell me that the word of God doesn't work. You can't make me any more matter than tell me, well, I tried that and it didn't work. Because my response to you is this, well, God will forgive you for lying first. (laughs) Because let me just tell you this, you never try the word of God. Never. The word, the Bible says, tries you all the time. You never try the word of God. The word of God tries you all the time. Okay? Because he didn't say, try it. He said, believe it. See, sister, this where we get all messed up. We think we know more than God. Hey, I've been guilty of that my whole life. So, oh, past. No, I, I'm sharing with you. And the reason I share that with you is because you need to know that. I've always tried to help God. I've always told God, hey, but it's always been with the word. I've, I've done it with a sincere heart. Oh, I said, God, let me just help you on how to figure this out. This is how you can do it. If you don't like that way, do it this way. If you don't like this way, do it this way. If you don't want, it, if you do it this way, it'll be this scripture. If you do it this way, it'll be that scripture. Yeah, yeah, I helped him out. I happen all the time. Till one day he told me, he says, "Listen, if you'll stop and start trusting me, and start and stop telling me." amen see she got to scoot off the throne see me sometimes I I get a little antsy and so I I push him off so I said let me help (laughs) I know none of you ever do that but I've done that and I messed up and you know and it's it's where my wonderful saying is what I order I pay for how do you know if you got on the throne and God wasn't on the throne it's it's when it doesn't work (laughs) when it works God when it doesn't work you (laughs) when it's good God when it's bad you are the devil one of the two very simple. Look at first Peter chapter if you would with me. Look at first Peter chapter 2 verses 9 and 10 here. He said this. He said, "But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light, who once were not a people but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy." Hallelujah. Amen. Aren't you glad that we know who we are? We're children of God. We are sons of God. We are daughters of God. Hallelujah. We are part of the family of God. We are joint heirs with Christ. And he said, we haven't received, you know, the spirit of bondage, but we've received the spirit of adoption. We have received something that we have. Glory to God. We have this. Isn't it amazing? Paul said also in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, he said, you have the mind of Christ. That takes away all your excuses. Because the Bible says if you lack wisdom, ask him. If you need to go which way to go, he'll lead you. Amen? The Bible says you have an unction. You have an unction from the Holy You have an anointing. You know, First John 2.20 says you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. See, you're a know-it-all, and you didn't even know it. But anyways, <laughs> some of you, do you, you take that to the extreme, but here's the thing about it. And then in verse 27, 1 John 2.27 says, but you have an anointing that abides within you, that you need not that any man teach you. It's that same anointing that's within you. It'll teach you all things. That doesn't mean that we don't need pastors, we don't need teachers, we don't need anything. It simply means you have an anointing. You know the truth. When you're born again, you know the truth. Amen? Don't let people get into your head to try to stop what's in your heart. Don't let people try to to, to get rationalized, to get in things and to try to give you all that. Because there in Colossians, if you'll read, as we were bouncing back up, if you'll read verses eight or nine, if you'll read those things there, it says, don't let anybody with philosophy, with all these things here, to try to rob you of your rights and privileges in Christ. Because everybody will. There's always those that are down you. There's always those that are having the difficult time. There's always those. And we want to reach out and help them. We want to love them. But don't ever, ever, ever feel sorry in the sense for yourself or feel sorry about the goodness of God or about what God has given and the revelation you have. Thank God for the truth you know. They need to know more, but thank God for the truth you know. Don't ever be ashamed to declare the glory of God and the power of God and the blessings of God. Amen? God's hand is upon us. We need to know this. Amen? He's told us these things. So what else do we have? Remember Ephesians 1, verse 3. What did, you, what, did, what did Paul tell to the Ephesians? He says, God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. God has given you every spiritual blessing, every blessing. Hallelujah. God has redeemed you. Amen. God has given it unto We have this redemption. Amen. We've been redeemed. We've been bought with a price. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have boldness. Having boldness. Remember when I said that people think, how crazy are these guys? They think they can talk to God. Well, Hebrews 4.16 says, having therefore boldness to enter into the heavenly holies of holies that we can enter into the throne room to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen? We can come in boldly. We can walk right in. Hallelujah. Because we're citizens of heaven. Because we're born again. Hallelujah. Allowing God to be God in our lives. Amen? Thank God for that. You know, it says we have that mind. We have that heart. We have that desire. We need to take hold. We're not going to get done. Hallelujah! But that's okay. We're working on it. We never get done. We never get done. But that's okay. It's all good. Here it is too, because when he tells us to come in there in in Hebrews chapter ten, he also goes on to say that we have this redemption that we've have. We have, and we also received a high priest. Amen. But he also said in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 20. I'm not going to read it all, but I am going to read this right here. It says, we have a priest over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart and full of assurance of faith. Here's the thing I want to get to. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Listen, if you've got any condemnation or guilt about you this morning, all you got to do is Repent. What I mean by repent is ask God to forgive you. And what it means, repentance means you stop doing what you're doing. You turn 180 and you go the next direction. Repentance is the way out. It's not, you know, but it's, it's truly repenting. When you truly repent, you truly change. But when you do that, and here's the other thing, most of the time, it's not that we need to repent. We need to tell the devil to stop harassing us. Because Romans 8, 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. God's not condemning you. He's not condemning you at all, and you need to forgive yourself, you know, and if you messed up, here's what you need to do. Admit it, quit it, forget it, and go. <laughs> Simple. Admit it, quit it, forget it, and go and sin no more. That's just a quick synopsis of what Jesus did all the time. He'd heal him and say, go and sin no more. Go and do that. But you've got to admit it first. You've got to stop it, and then you've got to not do it again. That's what made David the apple of God's eye. He was a murderer, an adulterer. He killed 85,000 people, caused 85,000 people to die because he wanted to number the people he wanted. He did all of these things, but he only committed the same sin once. He knew how to repent and not do it again. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Knowing these things and receiving the things that God has, we realize, oh, thank God he's given us all these things. He's given us these things. He's given us these exceeding great and precious promises. Hallelujah. Hang on to him, Miss Carol, just a second. Hallelujah. We'll get there right there at the end. But uh, glory to God. God is good. Amen? Because when we talk about what do we have, we have his authority. We have his power that he's given unto us of what he's given unto us. When you understand your authority and you understand your power, you understand when I say yours, it's his, it's him working through you. Amen? He's given us his exceeding great and precious promises so that by these things we can be a partaker of his divine nature. Amen? We can see that. Hallelujah. Here's the greatest thing. If you don't get anything else about what we have is we have God's love toward us. God loves you. God loves you. He loves you. And, and with that love, he loves as the Father loves, but he loves so even far greater, his love's an unconditional love. Hallelujah. And because we have all this love, we have all these things, thank God, thank God, hallelujah, then we can know some things. Then we can know this. And when you know it, nobody can take it away from you. You know, when you know it, like I said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if somebody tries to show you from history or show you from Google or try to show you, hey, this wasn't right. This isn't right here or show you from this or show you here. Let me look at here. Look at this. They found these old manuscripts here or they found this. What about this book? And what about this book that's not in the Bible? What about these things? What about all this stuff here? Everybody wants to find things that are not there because they want to try to find something that'll help them sin. Because this incredible book, you know, at the end it says don't add to or don't take away. You know what says that, right? It says if you do that, you're going to be cursed and your life's going to be a mess. Isn't it amazing that everybody that's looking for something different, none of them are doing what's in here. So if you're doing everything in here and then you want to look for something different, well, fine, but... The biggest thing, once you start doing everything that's in here, you won't be looking for anything different. Because how many know when you find truth and you know it's truth and you found something wonderful and great and it actually tastes good and it's good and it nourishes you and it blesses you and it heals you and it causes prosperity life, it brings joy, it brings peace, it brings all the things that you need for happiness, why go looking for anything else? <laughs> I, I, I don't understand that. Amen. Because as Christians, let me just share some things real quickly with you. Just, I'm a thought this is going to cause so many questions for you. I love it. It's going to be fun. Hallelujah. See, at first, in First Corinthians chapter six and verse two and three, Paul's trying to deal with some folks and things and doing, but he says this. He said, "Don't you know that you're going to get to judge the world? The saints are going to get to judge the world. Don't you know that the saints are going to judge angels?" You're going to get to judge angels. You're going to get to judge the world. See, you didn't know that. Y'all, oh, my God, what do you mean? Yeah, because he was yelling to them, you're going to to the world to get answers, and you're supposed to, you guys are going to judge the world. You guys are going to judge angels. Why can't you settle these matters right now in line with what we've given you in the word of God? Amen? Amen, so we get all like, and I'm not going into that, not going to teach on that for a while. Hallelujah, just let stew in you. Glory to God. Amen? Hallelujah. But when you understand let's close with this. Go to 1 John chapter 5. You're there in 1 Peter it's just over a couple pages. 1 John chapter 5. And we'll jump way down here. <laughs> I say we'll jump way down here we don't know. I you know we've jumped so far it's it's too far. Here we go. We're good. <laughs> No, it's all good. It is really good. Hallelujah. Amen, that's so good. But right here, he said this in 1 John chapter 5. Because there's so much to know, and we may teach that next week just on knowing. Hallelujah. And God wants to speak to us here supernaturally in just a moment. But in 1 John chapter 5, he said, verse 12, he said, he that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Aren't you glad that you have life? He said, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Now look at verse 14, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will or according to his word, he hears us. And if we know, amen, that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have. We know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Aren't you glad that when you know what you have, then you can know, know what you know and receive the things that God, amen? He goes on to say in John, and I love John. That's why John said, I'm the disciple that Jesus loved. But John always would say, we know this. We know about the love of God. We know these things here. Because he was dealing in 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 a time when all the other apostles were dead. And everybody was kind of like, well, is it really true? Is it? They had a lot of dissension in the early, had a lot of people trying to vie for power. And John was still the oldest. He was there, but he was the age one. And he said, listen, let me just share with all of you. He said this. He said, listen, we know, or I know, the truth. We know the truth. If you've got God's word on it, you know the truth. Don't let anybody, anything, no matter what, no matter anybody change that you know the truth. Because when you know the truth, you have one thing in common. You have a great confidence toward God. Your heart doesn't condemn you. Amen? Hallelujah. God's, see, the amazing thing about it, and, and, and the knowing part so wonderful, I want to get into that, but I want I want to, I'm a pastor, I'm coming back. <sighs> I want you to bow your heads for just a moment. Go ahead, just to hear. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you Lord Jesus, thank you Father. Mm-hmm. 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 Doubt your doubts, but believe your beliefs. Many things that I've said in my word, and many things that I've proclaimed that who you are and what you have. And what you can do. Have been shunned away. And when I say shunned away. Have been said that can't be true. That can't be true. Or that's so far. Out that I, It's not for me. And I don't think it's for you. But it's for all of my kids. It's for all of my children. Says the Lord. My promises are yes and amen. My promises are yes and amen. As you hear Be as that one who hears the word and is a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Be as the one that hears the word and says, I'm going to receive. I'm going to take hold. God, hallelujah, is not mad at me. For you see, I'm not mad. For you see, I sent my son to die. For you see, I gave, and in him all those promises became yes and amen. But not only that, when my son came back to heaven, I sent the Holy Spirit. I sent, hallelujah, the helper. I sent the comforter. I sent the standby. I sent the intercessor. I sent one that would come and would live and abide with you forever. Forever. And that he would teach you remember that I said through my servant John, who said, Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is, will come, he will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but the things which he heard, he shall show them unto you. He shall show them unto you. He shall bring them to you. He shall show them unto you. Why? Why? Because I know that you need to hear it again and again. And you need to be revived and you need to be stirred up on the inside. You need to be stirred up, stirred up, stirred up, stirred up. You need to believe that I've called you. That you're my child. That you're my son. You're my daughter. And that I've not taken my plan or my purpose away from your life. Your purpose. Because I chose you. I chased you. And I grabbed you. No matter you went your own way here and you went your own way there. And you've done your own thing. And you've created this mess. And after this mess. But I'm still here to get you out of that mess and out of that mess and out of that mess. I'm still here. As the psalmist said, I'm going to send my word and I'm going to heal you, but I'm also going to deliver you out of all your troubles. No matter what you're facing, I'm here. Because what did I say Oh, through the apostle Paul, to the writer of Hebrews? I said, I'm not ever going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. No, 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 not ever. I'm not going to lose my grip on you. No, not ever. No matter what. So you can boldly say, the Lord's my helper. I'm not going to fear what man can do unto me. Oh, did I not say through the apostle Paul? Did I not say through him that said (laughs) that you can do all things? Through Christ, who strengthens you. Did I not say, how did that through him? If, you know, if God before you, who can be against you? Did I not say that you are more than conquerors, overcomers in this life, that nothing shall separate you from my love, says the Lord. Nothing did I not declare through all of my servants, through the word of God, that as you serve me, that as you love me, and that as you have faith in me, that everything that I have said and promised can come to pass in your life. So don't say it's too late to receive the promises. Say it's too late to not to believe the promises. Say it's too late for the doubt and the unbelief of the world. It's too late for me Because I believe God. Thank you, Lord. 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 Father, I pray. I pray for these folks that are here. I pray with all of my heart, with all my being, as the pastor, as a shepherd of Harvest Bible Church. Father, I love them. I care for them. They're so precious, so incredibly wonderful. I am so blessed i just so blessed to be the servant for them. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the sheep and for the folks that you've brought. Lord God, but I, I, my heart is as I want to see people born into the kingdom of God. I want to see people come back to God. Oh, I want to see people finish their course. So, Father, if there's anyone here, I know I've preached to the sheep this morning. Father, I'm a pastor, I'm a shepherd. It's feeding the flock of God. But if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, or if there's one here that says, I want to come home, I want to come back, I want to know God that way, I want to receive, I want to know that he truly loves me. If you're here, and if you're watching, but if you're here too, but and you need to know Jesus loves you, or you just need to come home, we're looking for our own, we're looking for our own, hallelujah, he loves you. And if you want me to pray with you, I'd love to lead you in a prayer. I'd love to lead you in a prayer to get you restored. I'd love to lead you in a prayer of salvation. It'd be so good. And so on any one of those invitations about being born again or coming back to God or just getting a reassurance of your salvation, just raise your hand. Let's pray. Let's let God be God. Hallelujah. Amen. I see that hand. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Because God loves you. You gotta do that. You just gotta grab a hold of the things of God. First John, you know, hallelujah. First John you know, one nine says that if, if if we would confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's saying that to us as Christians. Listen, so you mess up. We all do, but that's when we say, God, forgive us. Thank you for the forgiveness of God, amen? In fact, let's just do it all. Let's renew our lives together. Let's all say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly I love you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for never stopping loving me. You have always wanted me. Thank you for receiving me. And Lord, thank you for forgiving me. And Lord, now I forgive myself. And I yield myself to you to be obedient to what you have for my life. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for complete restoration. Thank you for complete recovery. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. I just love you, Father. Father, once again, I love you and thank you for all of these folks that are here. So precious, so precious, so incredibly wonderful. Lord, we just honor you for it. We thank you for your word that's in our... Thank you, Father, that we are what we are. We am what we am. Father, thank you that because of who Jesus is, we are in this world. Father, and we have the things that you've given unto us. And Lord, we thank you for that. Let us use that which you've given. Lord, let us understand how awesome you are in our lives and how you want to show yourself strong on our behalf in everything we do. Thank you for it, Father. Let us not, let us not draw back. Let us not get weary in well-doing because we will reap if we faint not. Amen. Amen. Amen, and amen, and amen. I know this was a little bit, just go for it, but uh God wanted to just stir your hearts up because he, that's who we are. You need to know that. We're the church, and we're gonna continue to be the church. Amen?